I cosplay. Leave. I cosplay as Yang for a reason. Let's be real here. Leave. No. Leave. I, I'm the I'm the guy who makes puns on this podcast. Leave. <laughs> leave. I'm I'm going to the you leave village. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually leaving. <laughs> Noping out of this conversation. Done. We're just canceling it now. Sorry. This is oh. the third time we've canceled this podcast in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I've walked out too many times. I can't. Oh god. I'm sorry if people came looking for serious information. You're not getting it here. conventional podcast. You think going to conventions is easy. However, they're anything but. Happy 4th of July! Fuck yes! Fucking barbecue and fire season. Wait, no, that's just my neighborhood on Tuesdays. No, it's pretty colors in the sky season and barbecue season because America? Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah! Wait, no, that's the apocalypse, right? No, no, but I mean, you might be getting that confused with the movie, but that anyways, because of the holiday... That means it's anime expo season, and that means I'm there because basically I go there every two years, and it's kind of been a weird thing that it's just become a regular thing for me now. Oh, lucky. I've only been to expo, what, once, twice in my lifetime? Man, maybe another year. It's only my third time, but basically I went in 2015, I went in 2017, and now I'm going again in 2019, so every two years. Though 2021, I don't think I'm going to Expo that year. I have a different location, but that we'll talk surprise. about that later. That's a different surprise. Yeah. No, you're going to Expo. I might be hitting up me some couple of good Ren Fair times from myself just to hang out. Yeah, I'll probably hit the Ren Fair later in the year, but the Ren Fair is always a good time. Oh, yes. So, liquor and root beer, left and right. <laughs> I drink way too much liquor in the Ren Fair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But anyways, uh, because I'm at Anime Expo, I'll be cosplaying Mobile Hell once again, as I like to call it. So, Fate Grand Order. I'll again. be doing MHX again. Uh, I got a new wig, so I'm working on that. We're sprucing up the swords. Hmm. Or, excuse me, a sword. I only think I can fit one. Well, I think I'm going to FedEx it, actually. It's probably going to be easier to get it. Yeah, I'm not sure the TSA <laughs> is down with yeah. a giant broadsword going through customs. Uh, yeah, I'm just bringing Excalibur through customs. No no issues here. Just just, just ignore me as I, I see like a going sword and go, Excalibur! <laughs> Clearly, this man is a terrorist. He has a sword. <laughs> But anyways, I'm also diving back into Idol Hell, the other version of Hell, and Jax's favorite version of Hell. Fuck you and your goddamn <laughs> idols. But my friends wanted me to bring back Umi, so I'm bringing back Angel Umi. And then I might bring back a third cosplay, but uh, I wasn't able to get tickets for the Love Live concert. I did enter a contest. We'll see if I won the tickets from the contest, but I'm highly doubting it because I, I'm just keeping my expectations low. So if I do get them, awesome, but you know, if not, eh, I tried. Hey, you're uh, having fun with that. I have my own little secret projects that involve raspberry pies and electricity. So, yes. Yeah, we'll both be working on those later this year as well because we're slowly working on things and getting up to there. Also, while during ASIN, since we never got a chance to actually, you know, hype this up, but I'm going to be hyping it up now, we got a present to the podcast from Moody Mama's Menagerie. It is a lovely candle that has Japanese cherry blossom scents, and I am in love with it. Yeah, it smells very lovely. Yes. 
So, if you actually want some really bomb-ass candles, go to Moody Mama's Menagerie. We will be linking that in the description. Below, yes. So, another thing we want to talk about is the month of August, real briefly, because we're actually be going to a new convention in Chicago known as Anime Magic. And spoiler alert, I do believe our guest for this episode is actually going to be a guest at Anime Magic. So, dual hype, baby! Yeah, so they'll probably talk about that when we bring them in in a little bit here. But yeah, we'll both be there. I'm at least going to be stopping by Saturday because it's literally in Schaumburg and it's like a 5-10 minute drive for me. So why not stop by? I mean, I have too many friends in the area. I may as well hit them up and say hi. So I'm sure it will be a magical time and we'll have a good fun time. Oh, it's going to be a blasty blast. Yes. Another thing I wanted to mention is a gardens meetup. Now this will potentially be the first week of August or it might be the third weekend of July. We're feeling it out to see how many people are going to be available and are able to come because I want to go to the Candy G Gardens here in Chicago and I just want to do a good old-fashioned garden meetup. And we're just going to be doing photography and cosplay. There's going to be no vendors. There's going to be nothing of that type. It's not a convention. It's just a photography meetup slash gathering. Yeah. If you always wanted to go to like a retro meetup, this might be the time. Plus, it's a really nice place. So either message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email and let us know if you want to come so I can get an accurate attendance number to report to the garden. I would make a Facebook group, but unfortunately, if it's an open Facebook group, people say they'll come and I get like a third of the number. I need to get an accurate number to tell the gardens. Parking for there is $10 for the day because we will be doing a Saturday or Sunday so that way more people can come. And if you can come from an outer state like Iowa, Wisconsin, or Indiana, that would be cool. But if not, we'll be doing something like this again in the future and hopefully you can make it to that. Now that we've actually covered the garden meetup, let's talk about reviews for this month. Yeah, so E3 happened recently, and boy, did us weebs win hard. Yep, we won the World Series of fucking gaming this year. So we got Smash Bros., we got Final Fantasy VII, we got new Pokemon. We are looking good. Oh, no, see, that's where I'm having an issue. I'm personally a little bit upset about Pokemon Sword and Shield right now because I can't get my Charizard into it. I'm sorry, but that that's kind of a deal breaker. For well, me. well, you'll get it at some point. They just showed all the new Pokemon because that's what they're focusing on right now. But no, they said they were locking the region so we couldn't... Well, what they technically said is that not all the Pokemon will be available in said region. You will be able to get most of the Pokemon, but you won't be able to get all of the Pokemon. If they removed all the Gen 1 starters, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Let's be real here. Alright, that's true because I want my giant Charizard, step one. Number two, somebody's going to have to hunt me down a Wooloo plushie. Just saying. Everyone wants Wooloo. I mean, the Wooloo took over the internet for in like 24 hours and everything was Wooloo-fied at some point. And yeah. then it and Flaffy are like now either the best of buds or worst of enemies depending Mortal on who you're enemies. talking to. <laughs> oh, mortal enemies. But oh. if you haven't been able to tell yet, Jax and I are huge fire-type starter guys here. So, like, we're the fire-type podcast here. Yup. We might not be Valor, but we are fire-types. <laughs> exactly. Another thing if is that Jax literally became Little John yesterday because he said, What?! So many times when we were watching Kung Fury. There I was, was no, yeah, there was literally just nothing but what. Yeah, was, he, he said it at least almost a hundred times and that's not a joke. He, he he was having a hard time compressing everything in, from the 30 minute short into his brain. Yeah, I finally sat down because not only was Cloud over here telling me to, but a lot of you were telling me to watch Kung Fury. I sat down, watched it, my brain exploded twice. I'm sorry, but what the fuck did I just witness? <laughs> 
I'm not saying it's bad. It might have been some of the best shit I've ever seen in my life. But what the fuck did I just witness? He's very similar to writing Bean as I was suggesting. They do have that differences. That bothers me but... even more. <laughs> How? Okay. <laughs> it's just it, in Miami instead of Chicago, basically. It hurts me emotionally to say how close they are. They both drive a red car. They both wear a leather jacket. They both wear a headband. I, I, that, they that's just have the, a different color shirt for the most part. I mean, Bean can literally rip a man's nuts off with his left hand. Especially with how the new series is going. He actually does this. And this guy... Kung Fury. Uh, Kung Fury surfs cars through the sky and just... Guns down an arcade Nazi machine. He also tears off a guy's arm and uses it as like a helicopter propeller to ride it to get closer to Hitler. And it's what beautiful. amount of coke <laughs> was put into this series? There's it's not even a series. It's just the one short. They need to make a sequel. I I really hope they make a sequel. <laughs> How much cocaine can fit into one '80s trope? The answer is yes, apparently. It is that good. It's literally every 80s trope imaginable, which is the best part about it, because I'm a huge... We're both huge 80s nuts, actually, too. So. I almost went in the fetal position. I'm not going to lie. I got confusing. He walked and left out of the room a couple times, actually. <laughs> yeah. All right. Before we get deeper deeper into the Kool-Aid of Kung Fury, I'll, I'll put a poster next to Riding Bean into the studio eventually, because that it's worth it. I jumped into a new card game, finally, because I was getting sick and tired of paying 300 bucks just to build a decent deck. A.K.A. Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic. A.K.A. Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic, Pokemon, Digimon, Dragon Ball. I can go down the list all day. Hell, Sailor Moon for like a short period of time. Yep, I had a card game too. Yep. Uh, Richard Garfield, the guy that created uh, Magic the Gathering, which means the lord of all coke fiends, is, well, actually did create a new card game that is based on the draft system. It's called Keyforge. Why do I like this game? Because I'm a cheap bastard, and $8 buys me a fucking meta deck, and I can go to a fucking tournament, get a new deck every single time, come back home, get a collection of decks that are all procedurally generated. Fuck yeah, I'm down. And apparently, no two decks are supposed to be the same, which is, if that's the case, that's a huge interesting angle. Yeah, and that's one, like, I bought several decks already i have two in front of me right now that i fell in love with and i'm in, i honestly can say this is a really good game so if you've never heard of it until today if you've never picked it up if you think it's just one of those farts in the wind card games give it a shot it's actually fun some of the art's a little wonky personally a little bit too cartoony for my taste especially when it comes to certain card games but holy fuck is this game fun and the last thing before we get into our topic of the day is I saw Toy Story 4 today, actually. Oh, how are you not red-eyed? Well, I mean, I did tear up quite a bit at the end, but it's actually a good sequel for being the fourth movie in a series. Because usually, once you hit that point, the, you know how sequels tend to go downhill slowly but surely. But this one is actually a really solid sequel, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I would recommend you see it if you have the time to. See, every time I watch Toy Story, I sit back and have the weirdest, darkest thoughts in my brain. Because, we're, well, we're, we're not going to get into that. Anyway. <laughs> Alright, so aside of the fact that I'm now thinking of what sex toys do while we sleep at night, we have a guest today. Yeah, and they already stole all of our pocky. What the hell? <laughs> oh, look, wait, no, she went in my cupboards. Yeah, she went to your cupboards. Like, all the pocky's she literally gone. No, 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 no. Somebody dies today. What the fuck? <laughs> I need that for my fix. So, yes, our guest is actually, her cosplay name is Pocky Thief. Yes, hello, it's me. My name's Alex, and I go by Pocky Thief, so 
watch out, I will steal your Pocky. I'll cut you. I'll fuck you. And she steals every type, apparently, except for chocolate and Oreo, <laughs> as yeah. we learned. Fucking yeah, heathen. no chocolate, no Oreo. I love strawberry, though, and I'll take matcha. <laughs> Banana's good, too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we know who you are now. So tell us how you got your cosplay name. Well, I got my cosplay name back in the deep, dark weave days on DeviantArt. Oh, we don't talk about the forbidden logics. Yeah. The forbidden website. The dark dark days. I was making a DeviantArt before my first convention, and I'm like, you know what? I love Pocky. Why not just want to steal it? So I decided to choose Pocky Thief, but for the longest time, my name was misspelled. So you went with E-I instead of I-E? You were Pocky Thief. Pocky Thief, yes. I went with Pocky Thief for years until just recently, then I decided to finally change it to the correct spelling. I mean, we had similar registration issues when we were getting things for this podcast, actually. Yeah, turns out... I am a terrible researcher because apparently there was another podcast called the Conventional Podcast, really? but not the Conventional uh, Podcast. I see. So that that that's my bad. I'm sorry. You were here first. You win today. For now. For now. But we'll see if that changes. So, what do you like to do at conventions, Alex? <laughs> well, what I I like to do is I mostly. I like to be a normal con attendee. I love dressing up and taking photos and shopping. I love shopping. Same. I'm not going to lie. All y'all people with your ability to shop at conventions. Yeah. I, I could spend hours just roaming the dealer's hall. Even if the dealer's hall is like not that big. I still could spend hours just walking around dealer's hall and artist alley. But then I love just dressing up and taking photos. So Yeah, photo shoots can be really fun. Yes, photo shoots too. Okay, so always, 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 we have to ask our guests certain questions that actually break up the ice and lighten up the air. So what is your favorite anime and what's your favorite desserts? My favorite anime is Boku no Hero Academia. And my favorite dessert is generally most types of candy. So the answer to the second question is yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah there's no yes. specific candy. Just, yeah. Just, just, just candy. Just, just give me whatever's in front of me. Yes. I'll eat it. No, nope, fair enough. Now, yeah, I was going to say it's time for the, for the final one. Your favorite safe word. My favorite safe word has to be pineapple. Then you understand life. Yes. <laughs> we all use the safe word pineapple here. <laughs> yes. That's how Caleb survives house. that night. <laughs> See, at conventions, Caleb has to scream the safe word religiously or else certain people come after his booty. Yeah, it's a very high attractant to many a person. It's how I'm just going to leave that to your broad imagination. Fucking page, goddammit. Oh, it's never going to go away. I know. So why we're here today is to discuss crossplay. Because it's my field of expertise, I'll be talking about male-to-female crossplay, while Alex will be talking about the inverse of female-to-male crossplay. So, as we know that this topic may be sensitive to some, we want to ease into this with a bit of a disclaimer. We will be discussing crossplay from a binary perspective, as we cannot speak about it from any other perspective. We cannot speak on it outside of our own experience, and we cannot elaborate on the topic in this way at this time. We do not mean to misphrase, and if it comes off this way, please feel free to message us at the show in order to help us learn for the future. Our email is always in the description, so a bit of a primer. We will be using the term male and female 
to refer to various characters, features, as well as individuals cross-playing in this episode as a means to keep things simple, easy to understand, and to easily explain our experiences and to help you learn from them. That's pretty much it, so enjoy the show, guys. All right, so let's get started. So I want to talk about a brief history real quick before we get into the whole nitty-gritty. Crossplay is defined as someone cosplaying as a character of a different gender, and the word is formed by the words cross-dressing and crossplay being mashed into one. If you look at the word, it's pretty easy to figure that out. Crossplaying originally happened at anime conventions and has spread to other types of conventions throughout the scene over time. Kindgoers usually like to go two ways with crossplay nowadays. The first being the humorous route and taking a humorous approach and recreating the character of the other gender. For instance, doing Sailor Mercury and Freddie Mercury together. That's been like a common one that has been done throughout the years. And then the other one is the second is more serious and trying to pass and pull off the other character whose features are different from their own or the opposite gender. Now, back in 2007, when I went to conventions, male to female crossplay was kind of looked down upon and more as creepy and unusual and not something that's normal to do, while female crossplay to male crossplay was looked more favorably upon. Now, this has changed over the years. And I thought it was a little messed up when I first entered the scene that was viewed that way, but it has slowly changed over the year and, and it's become more accepting. Would you agree, Alex, or would you disagree? Yes, I would agree. Cosplay this day and age has expanded to just about everyone, and it's more inclusive than it was before. So anyone can pretty much be anything and dress up as anyone that they want to cosplay. And I think the beautiful thing about it is that it is a way to discover and learn about yourself and it's a safe place to do it at a convention. You don't feel pressured and people are more accepting and willing to talk to you and talk to you and help you improve upon it and you're just stuck in one set form of mind and you can learn and improve about yourself personally as well instead of just in the craftsman aspect as well. Yes, and that is something that I love about cosplay nowadays. It is so accepting for everybody. I mean, you can be literally anything you want so long as you are respectful about it. Exactly. All right. So with this episode, if you haven't figured this out, everybody, I don't have that much experience with this. So when it comes to experiences, I would actually like to throw the mic at, well, our guests. So tell us a bit about uh, crossplay from your perspective. Yes. So my personal experience with crossplay is that I I love cosplaying all types of characters, but, but my favorite is when I love to cosplay like the cute boys. They're just my favorite. I just, I don't know why I love them so much. So when I personally cosplay, I try my best to pull off the character in all aspects. So I tend to, when I choose a character, I tend to lean towards one that I know works with my features on top of already liking the character. So I tend to pick one that has a more youthful face, which really it tends to work out because I tend to like those characters more than a lot of the other ones. So when did you actually start crossplaying? Did you start in 2010 when you came started? Or? I started in 2010. My first cosplay was Len from Vocaloid. Those days. That's I'm, how long ago. <laughs> hey, hey, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, well, for myself, uh, I when I came back in 2011, uh, as I mentioned in the first episode, I started crossplaying then. Uh, I cross-played as Sailor Venus before I did Sailor Mercury, which is the big one everyone knows me for. Someone's going to bring up the page. I'm, I'm waiting for it. No, no one? No one? Okay. <laughs> You're the one doing it to You're yourself now. Th- this time. You have this to link it time. in there now. <laughs> it doesn't exist. We can't link it. Anyways. <laughs> Wayback Machine is a bitch. I'm just saying. Uh, you... Time Hop. <sighs> yep. I don't think Time Hop brings up, but the Wayback Machine can. <laughs> but that's a different 
point. But I also like cosplaying uh, the youthful characters yes. as well because I like cosplaying magical girls and idols because I did Tokyo Mew Mew as well. I also did Vocaloid. I did mm. Gumi and I've done Luca at points because oh, I remember the, the 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 soy the soy con where like everyone was focused on me being Luca at the, for a period of time, but. That was the cheerleader outfit, right? Yeah, that's a cheerleader outfit. I where, remember. Where, where, the, uh, where the ambulance attendants couldn't stop looking at me for a period of time. That's, that's a different story for later. If we put you on a corner, we can make oodles of money for the show. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's not say we did. But I've been cross-playing since 2011. And when I did, I went to my female friends and being like, hey, this is what I do. Can you help teach me about makeup? Can you t- teach me about walking in heels? And I learned how to do do it safely and how to do it correctly because I, I wanted to portray the female character correctly and accurately. So I took the time and I've learned through my various friends over the years how to improve and level up my game. And I hope that I can teach you and inform you here today. Speaking of this topic, I can actually say that I've crossplayed at least once or twice in my life. Once during a very weird time in a cosplay, or at least in my cosplay timeline, of cosplaying hard gay. For those that don't know who Hard Gay is, Hard Gay was a, a figure in the early 2000s. Yes. He's somewhat offensive now. I'll, I'll be 100% honest. But back then, he was pretty much... People cosplayed him in abundance, and I was part of a group that cosplayed him. And one of my friends was doing Harco from Fully Cooley at the time. We pretty much made a drunken bet that I wouldn't wear her cosplay for the rest of the convention and she wouldn't wear my cosplay for the rest of the convention so by the end of that night i was wearing essentially a skirt dress with a freaking blue base but then i decided to up the ante a little bit grab some blue face paint that i had left over from my kasame time slapped half of my face blue half of my body blue and then went around declaring myself as Braveheart Horrorcore. He was Mel Gibson for a day. Yeah, pretty much. I was Mel Gibson for an entire day. I wasn't even Horrorco anymore. So, aside from my awkward year of cosplay, let's actually jump into the next portion of our topic. Yeah, so let's talk about choosing a character real quick. Because for male to female cosplayers, or any cosplayer in general actually, you want to focus on picking something easy to start. You don't want to do something extremely complicated. I would suggest something simple like a schoolgirl outfit or a schoolboy outfit. Mm-hmm. And you want to keep it simple, stupid, basically, because there are a lot of female characters that have open chests. And for something, uh, for a beginner, you'd want to do something with a closed chest because you don't want to have to deal with blending and dealing with fake cleavage probably your first time. You can if you want, and more power to you if you do. But for most, I'd recommend starting simple. Yeah, I would definitely suggest choosing something that you feel most comfortable with. I mean, there's always time. You could always continue down the road and choose more extravagant cosplays. But if you're just starting out, then choose something obviously you like. Pick a character you like, and then you can go from there and choose maybe a simple outfit or just see whatever, you know, you feel comfortable doing. Yeah, exactly. Stay inside your comfort comfort zone to make sure that you're comfortable with what you're doing and then make sure you go at your pace and no one else's because it's what you're cosplaying now what someone else is and as always don't go into pressure on a character that you don't know go into something that you know that you're actually gonna like don't just jump to trying to do something popular don't try and be cos famous for the hell of it literally just do something you love 
So, this next segment is sponsored not by Dollar Shave Club. No, it's sponsored by us telling you to shave, especially if you want to do male to female crossplay in an accurate manner. First, there are three ways to shave. You can shave with, you know, just your normal razor, electric or non-electric. You can use waxing or you can use nair. Uh, and it depending how you want to go and how much body hair you have, you want to choose the option that's best for you. Now, the areas that you will want to shave are your face, your neck, your chest, and your armpits if you're doing a more open type thing because that's not how generally female anime characters are portrayed. And then you're also going to want to shave your legs as well if you're going to be showing your legs. From there, we're going to go from head to toe. So let's start with a bit of face time. Yeah, so let's take this opportunity to talk about makeup. Personally, makeup's my favorite part of any cosplay. It really helps seal the deal and bring your whole look together. Wouldn't you agree? Kate? Yeah, I would agree. It helps bring your look together and it helps you portray your character to the people of the convention and it, and it helps them show your passion depending on their facial features and, yeah. and their look. It really brings the illusion alive. Exactly. So for guys, this can definitely be a daunting topic because when you're learning about makeup, there's a lot and it's not exactly the most easy thing to get into. First thing I want you to know is that you can buy makeup for cheap at Walmart or Walgreens or Kmart or Target, one of those. You don't need to go to the specific beauty store. You can go there to buy makeup like Ulta or Sephora, for instance, but there are cheap options available. Second thing I want you to know is that makeup can expire just like food. It's usually good from like six to uh, 24 months because they have it on months of the packaging. So six months to two years. You want to be careful and make sure you aren't putting expired makeup on your face because it's not good for your skin. So when you say that, what do you mean? What are the effects of bad makeup on the skin? Rashes, among other... Acne? Yeah, acne. Acne breakouts. Yeah. That explains so much from my homestuck days. <laughs> <laughs> but for my personal experience, I'm going to give you an essential list real quick, and then I'll give you some non-essential items, and then we'll talk about applying it real quick. Because for guys, it can be a little bit tricky your first time, for sure. And they're, as I said earlier. So the first things that you should get are brushes, lotion, primer concealer, a liquid foundation, a powder foundation, or a setting powder or spray of some sort, eyeshadow, blush, and makeup removing wipes. You can get eyeliner, false lashes, the eyelash glue, mascara, eyelash curler, lipstick and balm, sponges and fingernail polish and remover, and q-tips and cotton balls for optional types of things and for more advanced types of makeup apply application down the road. How I would go about applying makeup is you want to start with the lotion first to clean your pores and get everything ready. And then you'd follow it up with the primer, putting that all over your face. And for some guys, your neck as well, depending, because you need to prime it for makeup and get it on there. And then after that, you want to start concealing things. Hide your five o'clock shadow, your mustache line, bridge of your nose, eye bags, stuff along those. You basically want to contour your face really well. And there are a lot of tutorials out there for this type of stuff. Let me also suggest quick that you could look up on the internet all different types of makeup tutorials. There's so many resources out there. YouTube has a great library of different resources where you can look up different anime makeup tutorials or if you're looking to cosplay female characters and you have masculine features, you might, you might want to consider looking up drag queen makeup tutorials. Yeah, exactly. Drag queen makeup tutorials are very good. 
but you also want to make sure that you aren't using as much makeup as they are because sometimes they do apply a lot of makeup during their tutorials and yes. sometimes the less of more effect can be used. Yes, just the general concept if that's something you're interested yeah, exactly. in Exactly. So then after you conceal your face, you want to put liquid foundation all over your face and your neck to hide your stubble if you're a guy because depending on how hairy you are, it can still sometimes show through. And then after that, you want to seal the liquid foundation with the powder foundation and you want to use the brush that I mentioned earlier to put that on. Now after that, I'd recommend just for starters, just doing eyeshadow very briefly and you don't want to do a lot with the eyeshadow either that's another less is more type thing and you just want to put a little bit on there and you are and for female characters you're going to, want to use a brighter color and for males mm -hmm. you probably want to tend to go more darker if you're going the yeah more neutrals and dark exactly browns. and then for mascara you apply that to your eyelashes and you just kind of blink into the brush you don't also want to apply too much of that either <laughs> i mean you could if you want but, but you run the risk of uh getting it all over your eye makeup if you're yeah. not used to applying and, and mascara. That, and you can get it underneath your eye and above your eye if you're blinking too yeah. much as well. It's messy if you're not used to using exactly. it. Exactly. And then after that, you can put on blush if you feel your character has mm -hmm. blush and you basically do a fishy face and you put it on your cheekbone. You want to do a little bit of blush. You don't want to do like all the blush in the mm -hmm. world. Once Unless again. you want to. Yeah, exactly. Do I what mean, you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's your look, so go for what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. But uh, we'd recommend, you know, the less is more for beginners because just to avoid mm -hmm. having too much on your face. Especially if you're just getting your feet wet. Exactly. Into and, makeup. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, that you, I'd recommend putting on your costume because, and then you're good to go for the first time. And then after you put on your costume, that's where you're going to want to do like your lip balm and then your lipstick and then your lip gloss. You want to do your lips last after you put on your costume so you don't get lipstick on your costume because there's some, been some horror stories on my end. I've heard from other people where that happens to them. Oh, sometimes you can't get that lipstick out. That's <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's there. <done. laughs> yeah. And then the other stuff that I mentioned earlier, like the eyeliner and the false lashes and like the eyelash curler, I'll go over those real briefly now. So the eyeliner, you'll want to do that when you get more advanced because for guys, when you start messing with your eye and putting things near it, you're going to blink a ton and it's going to suck. And it kind of also applies to contacts we'll get into a bit later as well. Mm -hmm. But because you don't, you aren't used to having things near your eyes like that because when females do it daily, they get used to having hands near their eyes. So they, they get used to it. And then you'll build up kind of like an immunity to blinking over time would be the way I would describe it. And then you basically want to put the eyeliner and the on the edge of your eye. And then for the eyelashes, you'll want to put the glue on the eyelashes and let it sit for 30 seconds and then put that on the edge of your eye as well. And then basically for the eyelash curler, after you put on the false lashes and the, and the uh, mascara, you use it to basically blend the two together. What I would say there, a lot of the stuff you mentioned really applies towards just general first-time makeup wearers. So like, it's exactly. really universal for everyone. Yeah. So yeah, male cosplayers can use some of this too if they're going for a certain look. Like, because if you're going to do like Todoroki from My Hero Academia for like the scar makeup, you could use some of this for like applying his scar and just basic oh, yeah. makeup too as well. The other thing that I mentioned was fingernail polish and it's a remover. I would apply fingernail polish the night before you want to do a character so that way it's dry by that time and you don't have to worry about it when you're applying the other makeup on your face. And then the remover is pretty easy to use and I'd use cotton balls to take that off and you can also have the makeup removing wipes which helps take off the makeup. You don't want to go to sleep wearing makeup. You want to make sure you take it off each day and you put on a new batch as well because 
it's not good for your skin overnight. Oh, it's horrible sleeping in makeup. I hate it when I accidentally fall asleep in makeup. Uh, no, I'm the exact same way. <laughs> now, let's get into contouring for males a little bit more. Yeah, so personally, when I cosplay masculine characters, I love contouring. While I don't tend to go very heavy with contouring, contouring, even with any type of cosplay, can really change your face shape and it really can help define features that you might not have. What I would suggest for um, if you're wanting, if you're interested in cosplaying a masculine character, is look up guides on the internet for contouring for uh, male faces. I know you definitely want to contour your cheekbones. Underneath your chin's a good one. You can contour your Adam's apple. You want to do the exact same for male to female to hide your Adam's apple. Yes. So really, contouring is essential to any type of makeup. You can really use it to change your look, and it's a definitely a good skill to have underneath your belts if you're looking to change how your face appears when you're in cosplay. Uh, so the next thing I want to talk about is eye makeup. If you're trying to appear more masculine, using dark browns and neutral colors in the crease of your eye can really give you the appearance of deep-set eyes because more masculine characters tend to have deep set eyes you can accentuate that with the dark brown shadows to make your eyes appear more set back and then another thing i would also suggest is avoid using bright colors unless the character calls for it while it can be an artistic choice to use those colors and that's completely up to you that's personally what i do for a general masculine look is i use dark browns and neutrals so the last thing we need to talk about on your face before we move to the rest of the body is contacts because it can help complete the look of your character so if your character wants different color irises or a different type of eye look, like a sharing gun or something from those lines, you can get that effect with contact. And if you actually need pink eye for this matter, <laughs> I can actually suggest several steps that would actually give you pink eyes in whoa, a whoa, couple whoa, of whoa, seconds. Whoa, 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 whoa. We want pink colored eyes, not the diseased pink eye. Oh, Those are two no. different things. Instructions unclear. Instru That's why I said pink irises earlier, my good sir. All I heard was pink eye, and I'm about to say, it just takes one good rub up your ass to get pink eye. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about red eye, too, but that's a type of flight and not the red color eye. I thought that was a drug in Cowboy Bebop. Well, I mean, that's a different thing. You can also get red eyes from, you know, not getting enough sleep and not hiding your shame to watching four o'clock anime in the morning, but, you know. Or sitting there binge-watching, like, 57 different fucking hours of goddamn burn notice. That's, a, that's my fault. But, I mean, anyways, uh, when you apply contacts, you want to be doing it safely. That's the big thing. Contacts are only good for so long. They're good for about six months to a year. And if you're going to be keeping them and using them that long, you want to make sure you're changing your solution regularly. So that way they don't end up hurting and affecting your eye and getting pink eye that way, actually. Well, let's not get pink eye. Exactly. How many ways can you get pink eye from cosplay? Let's make a list. Don't share makeup. Yep. Yeah, that's another way, actually. <laughs> Clean your makeup. Yeah, clean your brushes, actually. That's another thing we should talk about while we're at it. Clean your brushes for makeup. Don't make sure you don't clean your brushes, because that's also how you get pink eye and rashes and all that other fun jazz. Yes. Cosplay safely, bottom line. Yeah. Yes. Cosplay safely, cosplay responsibly. Yes. The more you know. Reading Rainbow. Don't sue us. <laughs> I also forgot to mention, with contacts, the style is very important. I find for masculine characters, choosing a contact that has a smaller diameter tends to work more in bringing off the illusion that 
it doesn't like enlarge your eyes so much if the contacts are smaller exactly and then if you want to get dolly type lenses you can but it's not really necessary to pop a female character either you so, can if you want. Exactly. It's up to your That's stylistic choice. choice. Yeah. Exactly. Anyone can be anything. Exactly. Yes. It's a beautiful cosplay. Or now, cosplay. There is one major chunk of advice I can give about the dolly eye effect, especially for, what is it, Scalera? Scalera yeah. lenses. Yeah, Scalera lenses. Do not just randomly get them and say, oh, I'm just going to put them in at the convention. You want to do a couple of test runs with those sons of bitches. You should do test runs for any type of makeup, actually, because it's going to help get you in ready in preparation for the cons. Another thing that we should talk about for contacts is that you need a prescription for most contact places to give you a lens so that way you can see while you're using them. A lot of the main stores won't sell them without a doctor's note. Exactly. And that's actually kind of cool because you can actually get prescription Sharangan lenses. Well, that was actually the big thing back in the day yeah. where <laughs> major companies were selling those. And they were ridiculously expensive, but it was worth it because you had prescription contacts specifically for your character and you could wear them every day but then people would be like oh hey here comes that weeb yep. and then you ride in on, on a unicycle yep here come that weeb oh shit what up boy exactly do you guys remember when they sold contacts at conventions that was a weird ass time it, it was, was a weird time so weird and that was so not cool <laughs> it wasn't it didn't end up well because it's no longer done anymore for a reason There's because a reason. the pink guy because of the pink guy <laughs> There was, oh, no, 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 no. There was a pink eye epidemic at one con. I was at that. They were selling contacts. Oh, no. It was fucked up. Well, I know a lot of people who bought contacts at conventions, their eyes got, like, damaged really bad. Not not from pink eye, just because the contacts were faulty. Yeah, and exactly. they scratched up their eyes. So even if you're cosplaying in general and you want to wear contacts, practice good contact health and safety. Exactly. But the main reason the joke of pink eye is because the only type of contacts I got were pink, actually. And, and when we originally did our... Our initial run here, the pink eye was the big joke because I didn't really clarify well enough. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, let's move on to the next part of the body, the chest. The titties, yes! Glorious titties! Or the lack thereof if you're cosplaying masculine characters. Glorious lack of titties, <laughs> yeah! Hooray! Gotta hide your titties somewhere if you're cosplaying masculine characters, which is why I would suggest investing in binders. That tends to be the very common thing if you're interested in cosplaying masculine characters. It like, seems to be the first thing people think of is when you're cosplaying is that you have to do something with your titties. Definitely suggest a binder. They are more accessible now than they ever have been. And then if you're going to bind, make sure you bind safely. Don't use duct tape. Use duct medical tape, tape please. Medical tape. <laughs> Don't use duct tape anymore. Don't wrap your whole chest in duct tape. Don't wrap your whole chest in medical tape. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, that's because a then you have a health hazard. Yeah, but say that's a whole another health issue. <laughs> okay, not okay. Number one, let's let's talk about this as a health issue. You're gonna be around what a couple thousand people in a very compact area. Step one, that's another big issue. If you wrap yourself in duct tape, duct tape don't breathe. It's gonna sweat. You gonna sweat. You ever heard a heat stroke? You gonna have it today, baby. Don't you worry about it. And it ain't fun. Yup. I almost had heat stroke this year. It was hell. Ooh. And I wasn't and you, even and binding. You, and you weren't binding. Yeah, you right. weren't binding. I was in all leather. That's a whole <laughs> different fight. Yeah. So one last thing I wanted to mention is that I know duct tape really isn't as commonly used anymore, but that was just a general PSA. Don't use duct tape. It seems to be that used to be like old in the weave days. Yeah, like, back in the early 2010s, that was the common trend. And people were like, well, medical tape is just the safer option. Please just be safe about your body. Yeah. It, I'm kind of glad those days are over, but some people still don't have that memo. 
Yes. Exactly. General PSA, don't use duct tape. Binders are affordable, and you're good. Yeah. Yeah, and they're easily accessible when you find them on And you can Amazon. use them again yeah, exactly. and again and yes. again versus duct tape, where if you don't die of heat stroke or, you know, like any form of exhaustion or dehydration. It's still a one-time use because yeah. you have to use fresh duct tape the next time you do oh. it. Using old duct tape just sounds... It hurts so bad. Nasty. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun either. Yeah, I have chest hair. I don't want duct tape, no. We'll talk about that part later. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about the inverse real quick, about gaining titties. Uh, so the first thing for your titties is you need to get a bra to put them in because otherwise they're just kind of be moving all about, like, and that's going to look a little weird if, if you go that, about that route. So what I would recommend first is measuring your chest area so you know what band size you need because you know the band size for the type of bra you're going to buy. They usually come in 32, 34, 36, 38. And when you measure yourself, I usually would recommend going up one band size just so it fits more comfortably on you because guys tend to have broader shoulders. Now, cup size is a different thing. Depending on how big your chest is, you either want to go from A, which is, you know, an ironing board, or double D, which is the bubble tea challenge that is going around currently on easy mode. So it depends on what you're aiming for. But uh, there are a couple ways that you can get informed breasts in there. Uh, you can do socks, you can do tissue. The weirdest thing I've been told is putting a condom filled with baking powder, putting that in there. I wouldn't recommend it. No. Uh, and then there are also breast forms that you can get and they're like half boobs that you can put into your bra. And then the third and final, well, it's not third, it's what, fourth or fifth now at this point, it's the, is a, is a breast plate or, or kind of more like a breast necklace where you put something around your neck and then it kind of hangs down or it goes around your back and then it hangs in the front of you and it kind of latches into the bra and it, you need to conceal and contour into your outfit because usually you want to use that for something that has more of an open type of chest type feel. Moving back up real quick, I want to address something that is very helpful if you want to broaden your figure, which tends to lean towards more masculine characters, is padding your shoulders. That's a great way to broaden your frame and give you a more stronger stance. And it's something as simple as just getting some shoulder pads and sticking them in there. I've seen people use solo cups as their shoulder padding. It's weird, but you can use just about anything. You just want to stick it up in your shirt there a little bit. You can have broader shoulders and appear more masculine. I mean, that is some dude bro shenanigans when your shoulders are literally solo cups. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but let's also talk about how you get buff quick for some cosplays. Oh, yes. Because we're also in that region. My favorite. You're talking about buff suits. I am. I love buff suits so much. You can find them on the internet. They have. They and you're not really talking about the weird inflatable ones that look like super pale, <laughs> and mean, you see like on like the basic costume store. We're not yeah. talking about sumo wrestling suits, are we? Cause no. <laughs> that is definitely not a buff suit. That is too buff. I mean, they do have those at the party store now. I mean, those really cheap looking, just stuffing filled suits. But on places like AliExpress, they have forms where like you could take off a full chest and you could put it on and now you can either open shirt crossplay and have a masculine chest or you can wear it underneath your clothes and you could have that six pack of abs and some nice man pecs and you don't even have to go to the gym oh that's you can so still nice. keep the same diet and everything yes. you mean beautiful. my fat ass can finally look like broly fuck yeah i i don't know if i can help you that much but then you could take it off and eat whatever you want. I mean, that no is true. Yeah, exactly. Well, except for cleaning it, but... <laughs> so I'm talking about the inverse, about going down your body and slimming your body instead of broadening it. 
So for male to female cross players, you're going to want to try and get that hourglass figure. And to get that effect, what I would recommend first starting off is a waist cincher. And the waist cincher helps to cinch your waist and make it thinner and give you that hourglass figure. You can also aim to get a corset and do that later on if your outfit requires it. But I would not recommend starting with a corset because sometimes the boning can really hurt. You have to corset properly. There's exactly. like a whole technique you have to do if you're going to corset because otherwise you can seriously hurt yourself with it. Exactly. And there's a difference between plastic boning and metal boning and that can also hurt you really bad. Still slowly moseying down the body, we get to talk about the genitalia area and how we replicate one another's genitalia for crossplay. Yeah, it's time to get to some of y'all favorite section of the body. Let's get this started. Well, do you want to go first, Alex, or should I? I guess I'll go first. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's okay. It's, no. I, it's a rough subject to talk about for some people. So I understand. For you? Not for me. You're going to be more in pain than I am. Uh. <laughs> Personally, I have no experience in talking because most of the characters I cosplay are youthful oh. boys. I yeah. don't know. I don't find it necessary to get um, rather large packers. I know people do use that. Mm -hmm. And I know people who use um, jock cups or whatever those are called. Jock straps, yeah. Jock straps, yeah. And they just, like, stuff them in their pants. Mm -hmm. And they use that just to give a bulge. That's an option if you're looking to present more masculine. Yeah, you don't need to go the whole 10 miles and, and whip anything out. We don't, we don't need to see that at a convention. Look, I know a lot of you want to have your favorite character with like a giant horse dick wandering around the convention halls. <laughs> the biggest dragon dildo just oh, yeah, wait. Yes. Just as much as I want Bad Dragon to sponsor us, I don't I can't condone fucking Midoriya just going around with an XL chance just going ham <laughs> just like Yeah motherfuckers. He's gonna just Troy smash that. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's gonna plus Ultra. Yeah. All the way to the bank, baby. Oh, God. Oh, Shako and Fropi, run for the hills. <laughs> oh, my. Now, for Jax's painful experience, let's talk about tucking. Ah. Now, first thing I'm gonna tell you to do is shave your area down there because it's gonna help save you in the long run from pain because there are a couple ways that you can do it. Now, we talked about duct tape. It's not used very much anymore, and you want to use pantyhose when you're doing it. But basically, you raise your balls up into the body, and you take the shaft back, and, <laughs> and you tape it. And uh, it's not fun, and it can be painful, and I've gotten used to the pain. But it's not that bad, but it helps give you that feminine look for if you're wearing a tight bodysuit or, like, tight shorts type thing. Because usually for uh, skirts, depending on how big you are, you can kind of hide it to a degree. But if you want that flat region to present yourself and go for accuracy, that's the way you can do it. Another thing that you can use is a gaff, and that's more of a type of underwear. And you can do the same thing, but you can do it without using the duct tape. It's a lot more comfortable, and I would highly recommend that option. You mean you don't want to shove your balls up your ass? Yeah. Well, I've never shoved them up my ass, but they get close to get it to close. be <laughs> Yeah, my nuts and my, my ass are not going to be friends. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm good. He, he's just shuddering and, and shivering and, like, twitching his eyes slowly, like, every time I talk about this matter. Yeah, we, we, we've had a couple of conversations about this, and every single time it comes up, I sit back and go, No. No. No, no, thank you. Hold on. I'll say it correctly. Can I get a hell no? Just no. <laughs> but another thing that you can do for guys cosplaying females, and females have bigger butts than guys do, so some guys will use an 
booty implants, and that basically is a type of shorts and that goes in the back end. And you can get those as well. That's a thing you can do. I don't really do it, but if you want it, it's there. Well, you got a big enough booty. You'll be all right. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know. See, so, so you, you, you can't falsify your booty. I don't need to falsify my booty, but if you need to, the option is there. You can also make your own padding. That it's is also, also an option, yeah. Very common in the drag queen community. Yeah. Also, just everything, you know what? The whole internet's your resource. Just research everything. Google is your friend. YouTube is your friend. It's all out there. Reddit is your friend. Mm-hmm. Some days. And now, finally, moving to the very bottom of your body, the feet. Now, for male to female crossplayers, you have to get used to heels because most female characters in anime and video games wear heels to some extent. Uh, they either ha you can either, there are three types of heels. Uh, there is your regular heel that you think of when you think about it. There are wide heels for wider feet and they have a wider base at the bottom for better traction. Wedges. And then, yeah, wedges. And then they have flats as well. And for beginners, I would recommend wedges with wide type heels for bigger feet and flats. So that way you can get used to them and then work your way up to normal heels. Another thing that I also recommend is walking around them in your house doing mundane tasks so you can get used to walking in them and that way you don't fall in your butt in the middle of the convention and then everyone just laughs at you when you just fall randomly because you aren't used to walking in heels. Oh, that's me normally though. I just fall in general. Yeah, sometimes you just, or you're just tipsy or, or, or you're just being a silly billy and they're like, whoops, I'm not graceful today and then so that, that does happen but another thing that you want to do is you want to practice getting the heel walk down as well because you want to practice walking on a tightrope so that you're putting one foot in front of the other and you get that swing of your hips back and forth because usually when females walk in heels that tends to be how it looks uh you can not practice it that way and just walk in them normally but it would look a little bit weird sometimes depending on how your character walks depending on the show you also want to practice your other female mannerisms as well. Uh, so like when you're sitting down, you want to cover your butt. You don't want to make sure you're flashing anyone and all that other fun stuff. And you want to make sure, you know, you practice your hand movements and how females normally have their hands when they sit and crossing your legs, all that fun jazz. So really what you just mentioned there was, Caleb, was talking about knowing your character. Exactly. You want to know them well because even if you cosplay multiple characters from the same series, they're all different to an extent. And a lot of the stuff we mentioned earlier was very vague and generic. Okay, so I guess let's take an example. Let's use Boku no Hero, um, which, as I mentioned, is my favorite anime. For me personally, if I was going to cosplay Izuku, Katsuki, and maybe Aizawa Sensei, uh, personally I'm not going to cosplay all three, but let's say I did, I would cosplay each of those characters differently because Deku is portrayed more as a young, youthful character, Katsuki Bakugo is portrayed more as a bishonen or a pretty boy type of character, and Aizawa is generally portrayed as a tired adult man. I'd do the same thing for the Sailor Scouts if I was going to do the five main Sailor Scouts, because Jupiter's one of the more masculine characters in the series, while Venus is the very pretty one, the most feminine of the series, and the other three are somewhere in between, depending on your viewpoint of the character. So you can portray them all very differently, even though they're all from the same series. Yeah, they all definitely require their own different ways of doing makeup, shapewear, expression, whatever you want. They all are each their own character, and they if you wanted to pull them off 
to a level that makes you feel comfortable, they all require different things. And there's a unique perspective that you can bring to each of them and bring that character to life in your own way, shape, or form. And there's really no right or wrong way to cosplay a character. You shouldn't feel obligated to want to pull them off. It's just whatever you feel like you want to do and exactly. have the most fun. That's really what it's all about, is having the most, most fun portraying the other character. Yeah, the, that's the beauty of cosplay is anyone can do it for any reason. And the main point is having fun. It's not a competition. So you can take bits and pieces of what we've talked about in our personal experiences and apply it towards your own cosplay and your own character choices and use them how you'd like yeah you can use them to improve your character you can also ask those around you for constructive criticism to improve your cosplay and improve it upon other areas that we did not initially mention well thank you alex for joining us today where can people find you on the internet oh, people can find me on my instagram pocky thief which is spelled correctly my facebook and my twitter also spelled correctly they're all spelled correctly spell check is blessed <laughs> It only took 10 years. Woo! Yeah! Just kidding, not that long. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find Jax and I on Twitter at The Conventional Crew. You can email us at conventionalthepodcast at gmail.com. Our coffee and our Discord are in the description below if you wish to reach us. Literally all of the links that are necessary are going to be in our description. So, if you need to find us, just read. Yeah, and we'll also have the nice, easy, viewable timestamps and links to Alex's page is as well, so you can find her as well. Yay. So, I think we covered a lot for this episode, even though I wasn't really that much involved. We did, and you also learned a lot. Yes! Lori's learning! Reading Rainbow can go suck it! I finally learned something useful! Do you feel well educated now? Educate what now? And I can read good now. <laughs> oh, I read good, my. yes. <laughs> feel educated in the ways... Yes. Of cosplay. Well, cosplay yes. and cosplay. Well, I'm more educated in the way of cosplay and cosplay accessories. <laughs> and from what I've actually been listening to, a lot of this can actually transfer over to just basic common cosplay, yeah. Yeah, some of it definitely can. Thank you for listening. I'm Cloud. I'm Jax. And I'm Packy Thief. And we're now canceled. What the fuck? <laughs> Not again! No! <laughs> Kidding all. We'll see you next month. Yep. Same place, same time. First same time con month. channel, same con bullshit. <laughs> Please don't cancel us. Again. Yeah. <laughs>